Yeah. And welcome back, everyone, to another exciting edition of WWE Mentality. I'm your host, Justin, a.k.a. HCP, for all my TWO fans out there, uh, Justin Bateman. And I'm also joined, as usual, in, in most most of the time, messing with his uh, live stream right now, but he'll get it straight, is uh, a, a dear friend of mine by the name of JR. Uh, JR is here. We, had, you know, last week he had some things he had to take care of in order to um, be able to be here this week. So, all that being said, he had to take the week off, and he is back. I want to thank David Eko one more time for filling in for JR last week. He did a good job, but let's face it, he's no JR. That's right. He's no, he's no Mister Wonderful. That's very true, although he did a very good job. I listened to you guys all 45 minutes of it. So, uh, yeah, David, sorry. Um, spotlight's mine now. There it is. Back on you. It's back <laughs> on you. Definitely back on you, Mr. Wonderful. So, we're a week away. We're less than a week away. Heck, what's today? Thursday? We're three days away from SummerSlam. Okay, SummerSlam, the biggest party of the summer, taking place in Toronto, Canada this year. And this past week... Well, we learned a few things on Raw and on SmackDown. Learned a lot. Learned a lot. So, let's kick things off. Raw from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Starting the night off respectable way. Given the things that happened, the shooting in El Paso, the shooting in Dayton, Ohio. Raw, or WWE has always been good about paying respects to those types. When they, these types of things happen, yeah. they pay their respect. Had a moment of silence to start the show. Got to tip your hat to the WWE for acknowledging and paying that respect. It's a sad, unfortunate side effect of the world we live in today. At least they acknowledge it and they respect it and they send their heartfelt uh, thoughts and prayers out to the families that are affected by this type of thing. It's nice that WWE does that. So they did a little thing in the beginning where they all came out and had a moment of silence. And that was for El Paso and Ohio, right? Yeah, El Paso and Ohio. Um, so that, that was definitely really cool. But right after that, it didn't take long for fireworks to start popping off in the arena when Samoa Joe climbed up on the announce table and kind of metaphorically got in the face of Michael Cole and was like, y'all were telling, you know, pointing fingers at me saying that it was me that pushed over the set on Roman Reigns last week at the end of uh, SmackDown. And it was me. It was, uh, and I did it. Y'all have been pointing fingers at me. 80% and Michael Cole's, well, Joe. 80% of the WWE Universe that was pulled thinks that it was you that did it. He's like, well, 80% of them are idiots. That 80%, they're idiots. He's like, it wasn't me. He's like, I demand an apology for Roman Reigns for accusing me of doing this. And he's like, and if I don't hear from that apology, I'm going to hold, I'm going to shut down Monday Night Raw. I'm going to shut it down. So what, what did you think about all that, JR? I, I love the angle. Um, I, I think... Raw starting off like that, definitely a, a good pop for that. I think it needed it. Um, I wasn't here last week to talk about the Raw that was, uh, was there last week, but as far as going back a week ago, uh, I give that Raw, it went down a couple a couple of points in my couple book. Points. Where, yeah, like maybe like a B minus. Okay. Um, so this was a very important Raw to go and to start off very strong because it is the go-home edition for Raw leading into SummerSlam. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, yep. it's to where stories are needed to be cemented and the, the characters, the storylines need to be on their game. Because this is 
supposedly one of the two biggest pay-per-views in WWE's uh, organization. Second to WrestleMania. So you thought that was a good way to start off the show, having Joe kind of come out and just blow the smoke right off the mirrors and be like, it wasn't me. I don't appreciate you accusing me. Oh, I, I thought it was perfect. I, yeah. You know, with, with, get, you know, you have to look into Joe's character, too, because it's like this guy's made for tipping the scales a little bit and, you know, breaking the rules and him just coming out and just ripping Mike Cole. And I was kind of surprised that it was only Corey Mike. Graves. And, was it Corey Graves? It was too? kind of well, Corey kind of interjected his opinion. Right. Uh, but see, and if you think about Joe's character, he's not the kind to hide to no. do type. He's coming at you. He's coming with the coquina clutch. Yeah. I mean, look at look at AJ Styles. Dude, yeah. he went to AJ Styles' house. Yeah. Brought his wife into it. Yeah. Kids. And yeah. he's like, oh, Wendy. Yeah. Remember all that? Oh, yeah. You know, that's not his style to like hide behind something and push something over no. on somebody. So I was like, I was like, you know, there's no way this is Samoa Joe. This is not his style to do this. But I'll tell you what really got him was when Becky Lynch's music hit. Yeah, he was, he was fired <laughs> Yeah, up. That, that really pushed him. <laughs> and then Becky Lynch came out because there was a tag team match that night to kick off the show. I didn't know it was going to kick off the show. I thought they were going to save it for the main event because I thought it had been a great Good main event. Good for them, event. though. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair teamed up against Natalya and Trish Stratus. You've got two, not trying to sound you know, profile or racialistic or anything, Americans against two Canadians. Yeah. So I was like, hey, this is great. Yeah, I mean, you know? I'd love, you know, I think I've said it before, like seeing the old people back. I wouldn't say old, sorry, Trish. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, seeing the, the legends the come back. Yeah, the veterans, the legends come back and wrestle and, and entertain us. I love seeing that. You love seeing that. Yeah. And I believe WWE Universe and the Attitude Era love seeing that. So having her come out and, you know, show her face and actually put on the ring gear and get beside the ring. Get beside, I say on yeah. the ring. But, we'll, you know, we'll get into that in a second. But, yeah, seeing her out there and uh, seeing that match, I thought you can still see a lot of tension between Becky and Charlotte, which was really funny to see them team up. And WWE will do that time to time. Too. Yeah. It's like they'll team the champions together or they'll team, hey, you're not getting along now, so we're going to put you in a tag team match. Yeah. See how well you I like it when they yeah, do that. Yeah, it's pretty cool to see, but you can tell there's still a lot of tension there. Yeah, because they were definitely tagging. Like, at yeah. one point, they were tagging each other in and out. Um, and it seemed like Natalia. Now, there was something that you and I kind of both noticed uh, about this match. Now, it ended in a disqualification. And uh, well, what was the one thing that, that stood out to you, uh, JR, about this match? So, like I said, I, I was super excited to see Trish back. Uh-huh. I, I wanted to see her, you know, do the satisfaction yeah. and, and lay some uh, Attitude Era stuff on them young girls. But she didn't end up getting in the ring. Uh, she kind of just stood on the side and, you know, acted like she wanted to get in the ring. Which, yeah. Kind of like a minute or two in the match, I'm like, why isn't she in the ring right now? Yeah. I figured they'd be tagging in and out, you know? But, yeah, she kind of just stood on the apron and did not. Cheerleader. Cheerleader, pretty pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but what ultimately ended this in a disqualification was Natalia putting the sharpshooter on Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch grabbing the ropes and Natalia not letting off the sharpshooter. You know, it's one. Two, all right, you got to break it up. She would not break it up. Right, count of five. Count of five, yeah, you know. And there was no breaking it up, and that's when the referee called for the bell. And even still, she didn't let off the sharpshooter. It took – I don't remember where Charlotte was in the midst of all of this. I think but Charlotte, I think walked, Charlotte away. walked away. Yeah, that's right, Charlotte yeah. walked out. Charlotte was like, hey, you're going to – Yeah, you're done. That's <laughs> it. Uh, but 
Trish tried to get Natalia to come off that sharpshooter. Yeah. And she shoved uh, Trish across the ring. Yeah. What's going through Natalia right now, I don't know. It's kind of a... It's kind of weird to see because you would think she wants to go babyface into her own country. Well, there's more where that came from, and we'll talk about that when gotcha. we get to SmackDown, but I like this a lot. You're a big fan of Natalia. I, I know. know. She's about to pass Dana Brooke with my favorite scale. Dana, if you're out there, outer you've got bank. a fan on the Outer <laughs> Banks, sister. Much love to you. Hope my wife's not listening. Anyway. Um, Andrade and Rey Mysterio. Now, this is kind of a spillover match from last week, okay? Andrade in that gauntlet match that they ran for the number one contender spot for the United States Championship tried to unmask Rey Mysterio. In well, he the unmasked him. He got the mask <laughs> off. Yeah, he did. There was no trying. It, he was successful. So there was a, a little something there uh, to, to get some revenge. Rey Mysterio was looking to get some revenge. Now, after so long in the match, you know, there was no to no avail. Rey Mysterio fell to Andrade again. I'm looking at Andrade to get a push soon. I'm thinking um, maybe something happens to lead to WrestleMania. Maybe not. I don't know that he's on that he's on that level just yet. Uh, but I, I think they're building him up for something. Don't know what, but so, I think they're starting to build him up. So I know I, I didn't want to use this for backstage news for later on in the show, but I read that they were going to do an angle for Mysterio and Andrade, hair versus mask. At I don't, I don't like that idea, man. No, really don't, don't like that idea. I mean, I'm not saying you know if that's how they want to go with it. Hey, we're not going to create a team. Well, I don't think they're even going to be on the card now. Well, I, I think you're right, but here's here's the why I disagree with that is because the Luchador tradition, their mask is part of their image, and to right. lose their mask is is very disrespectful to that culture and, and what, how they embrace uh, wrestling south of the border. Yeah. So I don't agree that they should do that at all. I remember watching Rey Mysterio in an interview when he was with WCW because he lost his mask in WCW and he said, I felt like everything that I was was gone. Right. You know, and I had to redefine myself and he's like, I did not like it. I wanted my mask back. And so I don't think, I, I don't like that. I don't, I just, I'm a tradition, like, don't do that guy. I, I agree. I, I don't think it would be that. I mean, it would be an entertaining match, but I don't think that storyline. Yeah. I don't think so either. either. I mean, it, it's another way to, to have Mysterio go out on his back kind of thing to help lift Andrade, you know, because Rey Mysterio, he's past his prime, man. I'm going to say it. I knew, I knew you were going to say that, and I was, I was going to try to catch you before you said it, but I still think Mysterio's just got that one. It, it might be an intercontinental or a U.S. title run in him, but I still think he's got that run because his son Dominic is actually training in the Performance Center to become a, a superstar, and I just think he's holding on for that tag match. And it could still happen. I mean, yeah, uh, look happens. at, uh, you know, when, when Rikishi came out to support the Usos right. at, at the Raw reunion. You know, they weren't necessarily tagging. Right. But he still came out. It was in his corner. So, I mean, there's still definitely hope for that to happen. Right. I, I, and I and Rey Mysterio is in great shape. Let's face Gosh. it. I mean, the man, has been in the ring for 25 years. He's been there almost as long as The Undertaker. You know? Uh, I'm 27, or I'm 28, so I was three yeah, when Ray burst onto the scene, I think he was doing it even before he got, he's been doing it for longer than that, but right. when he got recognized was with WCW, you know, back with Psychosis, Chavo Guerrero Jr., a lot of those guys, I remember them, they had the Latino championship, right, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, and then they started like, a spinoff of the NWO was the Latino World Order. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, 
It went into some goofy stuff with WCW. But, yeah, um, maybe so. You know, for your sake and in the sake of some of his fans, I hope he does have one more run in. Uh, I just uh, think that he's past his prime and it's time to go on out and take him out to the pasture. And... Yeah. <laughs> all right. Fighting 20- words, HCP. My bad. My bad, Mr. Wonder. My bad. Uh, all right. So, 24-7 championship, man. I'm loving how this is going. It's just kind of entertaining. You know, it's like you said, it's filler. And it's great filler. It's good, oh, entertaining filler. Awesome. Maria Canellis and Mike Canellis at the OBGYN. You called it, though, I think, last week. I overheard you say on the podcast with David is that you thought they were going to be at the OBGYN clinic and the doctor was going to be Mike Canellis or something was going to happen. Well, I, I you, thought that. You uh, called yeah, I thought that something was going to happen to where the doctor was going to be like, well, you know, Maria, you, you're no longer pregnant. And then somebody was going to burst in with a referee. Right. That's kind of how I thought it was going to go down. But then when I was watching it the other night and I saw the woman was back to the doctor, she was like, all right, I'll be with you in just a second. I was like, that's a referee. Yeah. I've seen and then before. I watched, you know, <laughs> as Mike Canellis is like, I promise I'll protect your championship and the baby. And he laid across her and kind of like, you know, right. you, you see the woman slapping him on the back. She I was, was like, that's the referee. Him hard, too. Yeah, she was hitting him hard. <laughs> He took the title from her and ran out the door, only to run into our truth and Carmella, who were cleverly disguised. Yeah, as they were, they were cleverly wife. Dis- yeah, disguised. Yeah, cleverly right. disguised <laughs> uh, in the waiting room. And he, our uh, <laughs> truth was like, "Oh, my water broke. Oh, here's the baby." And he took a baby, like a, <laughs> and just tossed it up. It reminds me of like the attitude era when uh, Snitsky and uh, Lito had like that little storyline yes. going, and he kicked the baby. Like that was. <laughs> Right, <laughs> he yeah. He wanted the baby into the audience. But, <laughs> but uh, no, and then he rolled him up, took the 24-7 championship, and took off with it. So, our truth is on the run. What is that, like, number nine? Twelve. Twelve, wow. Twelve. He's a twelve-time champion. I mean, like I, I know you don't like going into this, and you just want to see it play out, but where where else could they go from here? <laughs> Maybe he ends up at a proctologist. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Seth Rollins, okay. Now, Seth Rollins got annihilated by Brock Lesnar the week before on Raw. I mean, F5 on the gurney after pulling him out one of the ambulance. One of the worst beatings I've probably ever seen. Yeah, that I mean, was that was pretty sh- intense. Yeah. Pretty intense. They now, should Seth- make, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but they no. should make this match a no DQ match or make it a hardcore match. Oh, that would be so epic if it was no DQ. Yeah. WWE, that's what I would do. Yeah, WWE, <laughs> hear this. Hear this now. No disqualification for this match. Seth Rollins confronted Brock Lesnar after Paul Heyman went out and ran his uh, stooge of a mouth. My client, Brock Lesnar, if you saw last week what happened, here's the footage. Right. Blah, 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 blah. Just rubbing anyway, it in. Just rubbing it in, pouring more salt on the open wound. And, of course... Uh, antagonizes uh, uh, Seth Rollins and and pokes the bear hard enough to where Seth Rollins comes out limping with the chair, only to get blasted again yeah. by Brock Lesnar. I can appreciate his heart. I can appreciate where his heart is, but it's like, dude, you're injured. You basically, I mean, you, you fed yourself to the lion, bro. Beast. The beast. <laughs> yeah, you know. You, you un- Did you hear his voice when he was doing his promo after that? How broken it sounded. Yeah. He was literally a shell of a man just venting out, and it just sounded so broken. You're right, but he guaranteed victory. I will win. I will be. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. See, the only thing I don't 
I love this segment, but I don't like it for one reason, one reason only, is that WWE has a past of posting videos and pictures on their Facebooks and social media accounts where they do live events throughout the weekend or whatever. Right. Seth was there at live events. He was wrestling. To see him come out limping like that and, and playing broken man, I mean, it was just like they need to they need to carry the storyline throughout the week. Yeah, 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 saying, yeah. And like, keep it do that where, after Raw. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I see exactly what yeah, you're saying. It's just kind of like God. Now I don't really want to believe the story at all. Well, you got to think. I mean, there's. there's <laughs> and, I know and, there's and, kids and, out there. You know well, I mean? so. in, in defense of WWE, just a little bit, I would say of the people of the overall attendance of people that watch on Monday night and on Tuesday night, um, maybe 20 to 30% modestly attend live events. You know what I mean? And let's just be real for a little bit, you know, like that's kind of what it is. So I would, if you hadn't have said that, you would never know. I probably wouldn't have known. Sorry, you know what I mean? That's okay. No, 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 no. I mean, I, I feel like I read it now somewhere. Because Mr. Wonderful doesn't care about you. Yeah, we know this. Yeah, we're, we're in our own little feud, in our own little group right now. You know, I got a gauntlet match, but yeah. we'll get into that later. Uh, but the Viking Raiders, man, I can't get behind these guys. They're spoon-feeding these local competitors to the Viking Raiders for what reason? Just to try and make them look good? But what's your what's your thoughts on that, Mr. Wonderful JR? Because I, I know you're, you're somewhat of a fan of these guys. I love their in-ring ability, and I love their characters and all, but... Uh, I agree with you. Jay Alexander and Eric Abraham, just uh, two no-namers again, two jobbers. But, you know, you always got to stay high on the jobbers at some point because, again, that's how Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy got their job. And now look at them. So we could be seeing Jay Alexander and Eric Abraham a year or two from now being in WWE. So um, I just don't – they don't have a card. At, you know, They don't have a match at SummerSlam. I imagine, I really, and I really want to believe that they're going to be in some sort of a running for the, the tag titles after something. So I, I would, I would imagine that that's going to happen because I don't like the OC. I don't, you know, Jimmy and Jay, where are they going? You know, and I mean, the New Day is really the only tag team that's really out there, even though they're the champs. But wait a minute! Wait a minute! Are you forgetting about heavy machinery? Uh, well, yeah, I did. I did forget about heavy. I would like to see them go against heavy other. machinery. Would destroy the Viking Raiders any day of the week and twice. Mm. That would yeah. be like you know, like these Jay Alexander and Eric Abram were spoon fed to the Viking Raiders. Yeah. Viking Raiders would be spoon fed. You think so? Dude, oh gosh, dude, heavy machinery. <laughs> that's my new favorite tag. Team. I, I, I'm more excited about them. That's the most exciting tag team for me since. The Steiner brothers. Mm. Yeah, that's going way back for you there. That's a little history lesson for you, JR, you young funny cat. All right? <laughs> Appreciate that because I don't ever remember the Steiner brothers. The Steiner brothers. brothers. <laughs> you need to look them up. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Kurt Angle is going to be the guest special guest referee for Drew McIntyre versus Cedric Alexander. Okay. This whole thing with Cedric Alexander, I, I can appreciate what they're trying to do, man. They want some more pipeline, a little bit of more action into the big boys' dance. Okay. Having him going against Drew McIntyre. Okay, I, I can, I, I'm, I'm curious. You got my curiosity. I'll eat some popcorn and watch this and let it unfold. Having, uh, excuse me, Kurt Angle involved just simply for the attendance. He's a Pittsburgh boy. 
Yeah. You know, and plus yeah. he's still yeah. working behind the scenes with WWE. Right. Uh, so he's still part of the show. He's just not in front of the camera. They think, hey, let's throw Kurt out there in front of the camera. You know? Right. Oh, it's true. It's dang true. You know, my son's a big Kurt Angle. Anyway, so the match doesn't even start. Kurt Angle gets in the ring, and, you know, before anything even gets started, Drew McIntyre and Cedric Alexander are fighting outside the ring. Cedric Alexander was getting pulverized by Drew yeah. McIntyre. And then he started making a little bit of a comeback. And they were both, you know, he jumped off the side of the uh, the, the barrier there and uh, jumped onto uh, Drew McIntyre, knocking him down. And they were both kind of laying there, you know, because it's kind of a hard hit right. on the on the floor. The next thing you know, what happened What happened after that, JR? The best character in WWE right now came out. Oh, uh, yeah. Again, and, and attacked another legend. So you think so that, Braun Strowman came out. Oh, no, not Braun Strowman. <laughs> uh, what, how do I put this? Braun Strowman's... Uh, Ron Strim is the godfather of this said character's son who was just born. Yes, and okay. who I'm talking about is the very spooky, very weird feeling, Mysterious. eerie fear, feeling Bray Wyatt. Yeah, okay. All right. Now, what did he do? How did he... What, what so exactly I think happened? he's taken over mankind's new, uh, mankind's old move and uh, putting... What's that? Mandible, mandible claw. claw, or now it's the fiend claw. Something I don't know what he's calling it. He still got as long as it ain't a damn crab claw, it's okay. Yeah, as long as it's not the crab claw, because <laughs> he and I will fight about it. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, the fiend came uh, su- surprised once again, attacking Kurt Angle yet again. Another legend uh, falls to the fiend. So where that's going, I don't know if he keeps attacking legends or... He's got that match with Finn Balor coming up. Which is weird because you think he'd be going after Finn Balor and just making promos about him, but he's attacking legends at the same time. So there's, he has no limits. He really no limits. That's a good way to put it because it doesn't look like he does have he doesn't. He, he does not discriminate. He hates everybody. <laughs> yeah, so this next match, the United States and Raw Tag Team Champions, the OC, going up against... The New Day and Ricochet, which started out as just the OC versus the New Day, but then AJ Styles could not sit ringside and just watch. He got in there and started fighting. It caused a disqualification, which caused Ricochet to come out and team up with the New Day. Cool. Good stuff. Love that so much. All this was was a match to see who's going to build steam going into SummerSlam. Okay? Kind of give you an idea. They, they, They put the two. I mean, you got the New Day, which is the SmackDown champions. Yep. Hit it against the. It was almost like a Survivor Series match. Kinda. You know, you had the Raw Tag Team Champions against the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, along with the United States Champion. But then Ricochet jumping in the mix, not being a champion at the moment, um, it, it created a nice little, you know, tag match there to help build some steam for those uh, individuals going into see who's going to get the most steam going into SummerSlam. That's all I really took away from that with United States champion AJ Styles and the tag team champions, the OC, coming out on top. Uh, so Roman Reigns. All right, here we go. Nobody, Roman Biggest Reigns had not Biggest storyline in up. WWE right now. Do what? Biggest storyline in WWE right now. Agree. Roman Reigns has not come out and issued his apology to Samoa Joe yet. Samoa Joe finds a producer backstage and says, where's Roman Reigns? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, well, go out there and inform everyone that as of right now, Monday Night Raw... Shut down. He goes out to the ring. And he sits out there. He calls for Roman, hollers for Roman. He's losing his patience. But he goes and looks for Roman. What does he find, JR? What does he find? 
So he finds that Roman is actually pulling up to the arena in his little traverse. Skirt, skirt. Which is a Chevy, and we should also mention that thanks to our good friend David, DKO the champ, and OBXChevrolet.com, OBX Chevy, thank you for allowing him to come up here and grace us with his presence last week. We really appreciate that. So, right there at the foot of the right Memorial Bridge in Kitty Hawk. Right. Chevy, if they can't do it, Chevy can't. That's right. But yeah, so, so pulled up in his uh, Chevy Traverse and got out. Samoa Joe was like, "Yo, Oos, you want? Yeah, give What's me that up? apology. What's like, up? Yeah, give me that damn apology. I'm looking for it." And he's like, "I don't know what you're talking about. Like, get out of my face. Get away from me." And then all of a sudden, he looks to his left and he goes, "Oh!" And then a bam, a car comes. Ashton. So. That we'll talk about later. We'll find out actually who did that, who's been setting all these attacks on Roman. But, um, but Samoa Joe did look kind of worried. And that's what I was going to say. I almost feel like at that moment, at that moment, family family kicked in, and you saw a face turn. Yeah, a maybe nice. a face turn with Samoa Joe. Totally agree. Maybe that was, uh, it was like a, a shocking, like, oh, my gosh, like, he almost got killed. Because well, you saw him. He was like hollering in front of, get a, eh, stay yeah. down, just stay down. Right, you know, right. like, well, there was did some an concern. Interview. It, was like a, it was nothing that I'd ever seen right. from Samoa Joe before. Well, and like we talked about, you know, at the start of the show is that he's not one to, to hide his feelings right. or hide his emotions at all. So uh, was it a character turn for him from heel to baby face or was it legit yeah. worry? Like, are you okay? It's going to go somewhere. Right, so right, right. Will there be a team of some sort with the, you know, the Samoa, Samoa Posse or something? Samoan Dynasty. Yeah, there you go. I like I it. I don't know. Well, time will tell. Well, the next match that was after that, see, we'll talk more about what happened with Roman Reigns on SmackDown. But um, the next match, and I didn't realize that there was, I mean, we haven't seen. All right, let me just say it. All right, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, they were involved in a match with the Iconics, the Kabaki Warriors, the Kabuki. The Buki Warriors, Mandy Rose, and Sonya Deville, okay? It was a four-way tag team championship match. Elimination. Elimination. Fatal four-way elimination match. Okay? Um, I, I didn't even realize that the, the tag team championships were up on the line that last the other night. I, I didn't either. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> I didn't realize that that was going to take place. Excuse me. And I didn't... Uh, I... I I kind of got my own thoughts on what went down that night because we haven't seen the Iconics in a while, man. Yeah, like, they've been doing bit. some little backstage, like, you know, little bits in here and there, you know, talking. But I haven't seen them actually doing any in-ring competition in, in, in a little while. But the way it went down, right out the gate, I mean, what happened? Uh, I believe I, I caught the, the very tail end of this match. Uh, but from what I read and what I uh, seen through highlights and all, uh, Iconics actually got pinned first. They were the first ones they out of the ring. Billy out. Kay went down first. And yep. see, I watched it. Uh, I, I, of course, you know, my me getting up at 4 a.m. I don't, I don't get to watch all of it while it's live right then and there. So I DVR'd and I'll watch it back the next day. Right. Uh, and I did. That's what I've been doing. And when I watched that match, I was like, it looked, it appeared to me as if Billy Kay may have sustained some sort of injury now no it, nothing has come out about that but the way she was laying there and the way that the referee was talking to her and the way she like kind of grabbed herself by the head like put her fingers in the side of her head for a second there you know right. um I, I almost wonder if it was supposed to go down that way um but it did nonetheless yeah. so 
Then it leaves you with the Kubaka, the Kabak, Kabuki, Kabuki. I can never say that right. Warriors, Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose, and Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Uh, the next ones out were Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Surprising. The Kabuki Warriors, which are Oscar. Oscar. I couldn't think of her name for a second there. And Kyrie Zane. Yep. Uh, going off against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. So we know that automatically there's going to be new women tag team champion. Right. Because the, the actual tag team champion got, got pinned. So with that being said, we got Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross against the uh, Kabuki Warriors. And, well, everybody was expecting the Kabuki Warriors to win. However, there was a little bit of outside interference by way of, by the, by way of Nikki Cross grabbing, I believe it was... Oscar by the the neck, right, right. choking her a little bit on the ring, yeah, yeah, right. and then a pin, or there's a, a twisted bliss, yeah. followed by a pin by Alexa, and it causing the ding, ding, victory. Ding. Yeah, ding, ding, ding. Alexa Bliss, Nick Cross, your new women's tag team champion. How is? What are your thoughts on that? How do I feel about that? Um, I love Alexa Bliss. Don't get me wrong, and. Uh, like Nikki Cross, I just think that they did not deserve it at the time. I think the Kabuki on the spot is kind of hard. <laughs> <laughs> the Kabuki Warriors actually have been in the running for that for those titles for I think two months now, and I don't know why they just keep getting pushed to the side. But I honestly thought that they were going to win. It being on Raw. And the Kabuki Warriors mainly being on SmackDown, I don't know if that had a lot to, to play with it. But, uh, yeah, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defeated the Kabuki Warriors along with Paige, uh, their manager. Again, I don't agree with it, but there's WWE again. Having yeah. their creative brain. They creative got a brains. It's and Paul Heyman's baby now. It's Paul Heyman's show. And, and good, to go back to what you were saying about you know whether that was meant to happen with uh, Billy Kay going down or not, if that wasn't, or if that wasn't meant to happen, like they were actually supposed to win and defeat everybody, how fast was that change? You know what I'm saying? Like, right? How fast is WWE got to be sitting back there saying, "Oh crap, she must have got hurt, got pinned. Let's change this up real quick." That's how good they got to be. I think referees got an ear. Like, I they think got they something. do too, but it's like in the midst of when. 15, 13,000 people staring at you. Yeah. You're you're wrestling, you're moving around. Like, that referee's got to be pretty dang good. Yeah. I mean, I, it, like I said, I mean, there's there was a lot of things that happened during WrestleMania, not last not last year, but the year before, where uh, they had to call a bunch of different audibles with uh, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Really? Uh, it was, I think it was originally slated for Roman Reigns to win that match against Brock Lesnar a couple of years ago. But at last second, sometime during the match, it's McMahon called an audible and changed the game. He's been known to do that. We know that he does this all the time. He does. He's he, known for scrapping plans at the very last second, very even true. during the match. Very true. So, and that's that's caused some, you know, rift with some former WWE superstars that will remain nameless. Well, all I got to say to those superstars is that once you own a multi-billion or million-dollar business... Oh, no, he's a billionaire. Uh, don't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> so Until you become that rich and you know, own your own promotion, I think you should. I agree. <laughs> well, speaking of promotion, uh, 
going to promote Jack Brown's beer and burger joint here in just a little bit. We'll tell you about what we're going to be doing tomorrow night. But before that, let me get let me stay Don't on forget the here. old guy here. We got one more on the on the the old guy. Here. The old guy, yeah. What are you talking about? So, all right, Dolph Ziggler, yeah, going out for a contract signing. You know, Shawn Michaels was standing right next to the Miz. Dolph Ziggler thinks he's signing a contract to fight the Miz at SummerSlam. Dolph Ziggler Love comes this. out. Yeah, I'm thinking, all right, great, good stuff. Dolph Ziggler comes out, grabs the pin, signs it, and is like, all right. and and do it. Yeah, let's get to it. And then the Miz looks at him and says, hey, I can't wait to fight you on Raw. He's like, there's somebody else that may not have a whole lot of lot more opportunities to get in the ring that might want to fight you. And he looks over at Shawn Michaels. And, you know, and then Ziggler focuses in on Shawn Michaels. And Shawn Michaels says, it ain't me. Yeah, you're fighting someone, but you're fighting someone, it but ain't it, me. it ain't me. And well, Jr. Who reared his a wonderful face out? <laughs> came out. Let me say it like that. Who came out? Fight said he's going to fight Dolph Ziggler. Goldberg, Goldberg, loving it. Uh, Tell me how your thoughts. Give me your thoughts, uh, Jr. Uh, I don't disagree with it. Uh, he's been making Dolph Ziggler's been making a lot of Goldberg uh, references, references, and um, what is he's been putting him down a lot. Side comments, and, yeah, about his match with the Undertaker at um, which Goldberg can't deny was crap. Was complete. No, I think he's actually came out and said that that was not his finest yeah. moment there. But um, he's been yeah, Ziggler's been on the on the train of hating. Uh, Hating comments to Goldberg for a good month now, and honestly, did not think that this was going to happen. And I don't, I didn't see the storyline. Other than the comments, I didn't see the storyline. But right, I didn't think this was going to happen at all. But it is, and uh, I think it's going to be a very, very quick match. Spear, then what's his other move? The jackhammer. Jackhammer, and then bing bam boom. I I hope that it doesn't go down that way. I want to see more out of that match, but it's I, I would say the likelihood of it going that direction pretty high. Well, you know, that kind of covers everything stem to stern for Monday Night Raw from Pittsburgh, but SmackDown Live was in Detroit, Michigan, and it would kick things off in Detroit, Michigan with Trish Stratus and Charlotte Flair exchanging words before summer. Um, Just the kind of whole, for me, that was kind of a run-of-the-mill promo Hey, I'm going to make you look bad in front of your entire country. Hey, no, you're not. You're not going to make me look bad in front of my husband and kids. Hey, you're a soccer mom, minivan driving, washed up legend. Hey, no, I'm not. You're just a, you to be the woman. You got to beat the woman. It was just run of the mill. Yeah, that's all it was. Run of the mill. Now, the next part of that you know, things that went down on SmackDown. Um, this next segment, I thought, it kind of caught me off guard. I was like, what? Goldberg's music hits. And I'm like, Dude, Goldberg's on SmackDown tonight? Very nice. He's going to come out and have some words. Well, of course, they go through the whole thing. You know, Goldberg always walks out with, he always walks out with security from his locker room. Well, they go backstage. They have some security. They show him bang on the door. But the door that they bang on, it says Dolph Ziggler. Well, Dolph comes out and kind of acts like Goldberg walking towards the ring and starts talking some trash when he gets out there. He's like, I'll put another legend in his place, blah, blah, blah. But then he ends up there putting him in a match right then and there. He's having a match with Rey Mysterio. 
Oh, yeah. Doesn't even give Rey Mysterio a chance to get into the ring before he attacks him viciously, beating him mercilessly. Enter Ali, which I'm still going to call him Mustafa Ali. Enter Ali. Ali. And Dolph Ziggler had a, I mean, it was a well-fought match. Definitely a, a great match all the way around with Dolph Ziggler reigning victorious. Okay. Not a whole lot of meat on the bone. Uh, just to give a little jolt to Dolph Ziggler leading into SummerSlam. Roman Reigns, though, had an exclusive interview exclusive interview regarding his recent brushes with disaster. And one thing that he does that I can appreciate was when he's being interviewed, uh, JR, he says he he addresses the the you know question, you know, who do you think it is? He's like and he tells uh, the reporter there, he said, I cannot remember her name right now, but uh, I can tell you who it's not. Right. It's not Samoa Joe, in which he turns and he looks at the camera and he's like, Joe, if you're listening, you're watching, I apologize. Sorry, I accused you and made you out to look like the person that, in, that you know tried to attack me, and I'm very sorry for that. And he turns back and finishes his interview and by saying that by the end of the night, we'll know who it was. Right. So I, that kind of kept me interested. That kept my interest. I stayed up and watched the majority of it. But anyway, Natalia and Ember Moon had a uh, had a match. Cool. Give them each some uh, both challengers for titles. Right. Okay. Uh, so get some good momentum for them going into their matches because we know that Ember Moon has a match against Bailey and Natalia has a match against Becky Lynch. Okay. Continuing from what we talked about a little earlier about Raw when Natalia locked the sharpshooter in on Becky Lynch, uh, Natalia. Natalia locked the sharpshooter in on Ember Moon outside the ring, causing the double count out, and it would not let off the sharpshooter. Here comes Bailey. Bailey wanting to keep her opponent healthy going into SummerSlam, pushes Natalia off of Ember Moon, in which turn Natalia shoves Bailey to the ground, too. They're really trying to set Natalia up to be a heel. I am so into her right now. It's not even funny. I mean, if TJ is not here right if, now, if I'm <laughs> telling you right now, I am a Natalia fan. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think I like her better than I do Dana Brooke. Um, I'll put it to you like this: you know, if I was a single man, Natalia was a single woman, and I felt like I had a snowball's chance in hell, I would give her a call. I'd, I would be all up in her inbox on Instagram. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? What do they, what do they say? Hit him in the DMs or? The DMs. The That's DMs. it. The DMs. Uh, I have no idea. What yeah, direct <laughs> direct message. Uh, yeah. You're more socially active than I am. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I'm loving this character she's got. I really want to see her beat Becky. I'm going to go ahead and go on the record right now. I think she wins that match. But we're going to talk. we got a special podcast coming up tomorrow night. We'll talk about it a little uh, bit. And I uh, hope she does because, you know, I'm not. Yes, I know. Not a Lynch fan. Uh, so Shane McMahon appeared on the Kevin Owens show, which led to a volatile brawl. So Kevin Owens basically had Shane McMahon come out, and they basically talked for a few minutes, and they talked for a few minutes, and then Kevin Owens looked at him and said, hey man, I'm putting my career on the line. Why don't you put your career on the line? And Shane McMahon was like, hey man, I'm not as dumb as you. I'm right. not doing that. 
in which case it all the 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 volatile bra broke out when Elias tried to attack Kevin Owens from behind. Kevin Owens. Well, Kevin Owens was did a pretty good job fighting him off. He got Shane McMahon outside the ring. He got Elias outside the ring, and he got him up on the announce table, and he hit Elias with a stunner on the table. Didn't break the table, but yeah, I know. Uh, but, but he hit him with a stunner right then and there. Boom. But uh, left Shane McMahon, he was getting up, and he definitely turned the tables on Kevin Owens, for lack of better terms, because it ended with Kevin Owens being on the ground with a table on top of him. Uh, kicking, hit, put a steel chair up, drop kicked it into his head. Um, definitely trying to get some steam going into uh, SummerSlam right there. Uh, so we'll see how that all unfolds at SummerSlam. Yet another match that should be a hardcore match. Yes, I agree wholeheartedly. Alistair Black against Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn is... He is definitely, man. huh? That's your man. Man, screw that guy. <laughs> Dude, I don't like his character. I think he can do so much more with Sami Zayn. He's a good technical wrestler. I like his in-ring ability. His character absolutely sucks. And you know, I I know I know that you disagree. I know uh, you 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 did well, you did the other week. You you're like, "Look, I think that what they're doing is is an interesting turn for his heel. Right. Or an interesting way to present himself as a heel, you know, just with his 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 words and the way he's he's verbally ripping people to shreds it's it's, it's clever it's clever uh i can't get behind it though and uh you know mr eko david last week was like yeah man i'm not feeling that character either but alistair black he was spoon fed to alistair black alistair black just made light work of him and and that was the end of it a little bit of smack talk prior to but like i said run of the mill smack talk nothing real detrimental nothing that stuck out to me nothing that was like whoa did he really just say that right Nothing like that. Uh, which leads us to the final match of the night, which was Big E and Xavier Woods against the new Daniel Bryan and Rowan. It ended in disqualification. Good match up until the yeah. disqualification. Uh, Daniel Bryan, I don't remember exactly what caused the disqualification. Oh, Rowan hit one of, I don't remember, it was Big E or Xavier Woods with the steps outside the ring, causing the disqualification. Dang Flash it, Rowan. Up on, do what? Dang it, Rowan. Yeah, well, you know, we're going to talk about Rowan a little more because backstage, we go back to backstage. You know, you remember Roman Reigns had said earlier that night that he was going to, by the end of the show, we're going to find out who it was. Who was it that attacked him? Um, We find out who it was. Now, Roman goes into the locker room and was like, everybody out, everybody out, except for you, Buddy Murphy. I wonder why he singled out Buddy Murphy, though. According to what... From what Roman was saying to Buddy Murphy, he was like, you were backstage right around that area when this happened. Right. You, was it you? Did you do it? And he was like, no, it wasn't me, and I don't know who did it. He's like, man, I'm going to give you one more chance. You're going to tell me who did it. He's like, Roman, I don't know who it was. <laughs> but if I did, I wouldn't tell you. Right. Now then Roman beats the brakes off of him, throws him around the locker room a little bit. And then he says, Rowan. Rowan. He's like, 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 like Daniel Bryan and Rowan. He's like, Daniel Bryan, I didn't see him. It was Rowan. And it leaves you with an image of Daniel Bryan and Rowan standing in the middle of the ring. Daniel Bryan kind of standing there with his arms to his side. Rowan with his arms crossed up by his chest looking at the big screen above the Titantron. And it kind of fades out from there. 
Where does this lead? What does this mean? What is going to happen? What is this going to do? What's going to happen in SummerSlam? Are they going to have a match? Is this... Uh, How's this all going to go down? Is is it going to be a tag team match? Is Samoa Joe going to end up tagging with Roman at at SummerSlam? To leave one of the biggest stars in WWE right now off of a big pay-per-view like this is very... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not good for WWE. So I imagine something's going to happen. Yeah. And, and to today, to, you know, tomorrow, the next couple days before SummerSlam, where, again, like you said, Samoa Joe and Roman either tag up to face Daniel Bryan or the new Daniel Bryan and Rowan or something may happen like a uh, what do they call it a uh, impromptu yeah you know non-sanctioned or something like that but something's gonna happen with Roman Reigns you can't leave it no not at all not at all Roman needs to be on the card but that kind of wraps up Smackdown now you know we're just very few days away from we're very few days away from SummerSlam. What, if any, type of backstage heat's taking place right now, JR? Well, um, I've got the the new 2019 2K WWE video game has come out with their new cover. And on that cover is said Roman Reigns and Miss Becky Lynch. What do you think about that? Well, I, t- I'm sorry. I had a mess. Say that one more time. Jeez. Sorry. All right. New 2019 2K video game. As Roman Reigns and Becky Lynch on the cover. Sounds cool to me. I think very well deserved. Mm-hmm. Definitely, uh, it's going to be. I mean, I've never seen a two part cover like that. Not a two part cover, but like two superstars right. on the cover like that before. Right. Uh, if it's happened, I don't know about it. I, uh, I was looking at some of the covers from years past. And I mean, I saw Stone Cold, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles. Um, has there ever been a female on the cover? I don't think so. I mean, I think this is the first time we've seen a female on the cover of WWE. They actually have a really cool commercial out for that. Yeah, and I really want to play the game. Like, I haven't played a video game of that magnitude on, like, an Xbox 361 Plus, whatever the heck, in, like, I don't play video games. Yes, I just want to play it. I just want to see what it's all about or watch somebody play it. Right, right. Maybe create HCP in the... Yeah, create HCP. Superstar creation. Be cool. But yeah, so what else? What else are we knocking on over there? Oh, uh, we got a couple more things. You got Trish Stratus plans to retire after SummerSlam in ring. In ring retire, which I can understand. You're going against Charlotte, one of the biggest names out there as far as female wrestlers and will WWE. But will she go out on her back? I don't know. I I, I don't see her losing in her country. That's I, I really okay. Well, I mean, it would be a shock if she lost. Okay. Um, Eric Bischoff. Doesn't seem like he's quite taking control of SmackDown yet. Really? I think he's been in the house, but I don't think he's quite taking control from what I understand. Okay. So your thoughts on that? Um, In due time. I think he's kind of trying to feel things out, maybe making little subtle changes here and there. Uh, I think Paul Heyman's probably giving him a little bit of advice. But there again, Eric Bischoff single-handedly until Vince Russo showed up and they sold out to uh, America Online when it was Turner Broadcasting station TNT Turner Broadcasting Network Eric Bischoff single-handedly ran WCW and was successful right only oh, yeah. when it was sold and Vince Russo showed up did WCW go down to command you know what I mean uh so I think if Eric if, if he is doubting himself he doesn't need to uh I think that he would do a great job he just needs to, to let 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 it be let it go do your thing son you know yeah. did you know that Eric Bischoff's a black belt I did not. 
He's a black belt karate. Yeah, or Taekwondo, one of them. Anyway. He's had his couple stints in WWE before, and he has gotten fired, come back, and all that. So, yeah. I mean, it, once he, I don't know if he has taken over. Again, it's just speculation and rumors, but once he does take over, I think we'll see a big change, because I think he knows what he's doing. I do. I do, too. But last but not least, uh, your boy John Cena spotted making out with his new girlfriend. Uh-oh. Nikki Bella, be jealous. No, she's totally not jealous, dude. She's with that guy from Dancing with the Stars, her partner from Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, and I'm willing that's to her bet, partner, all right. So I'm willing to bet that like <laughs> they have, they do the horizontal mambo on a regular basis. So I don't think that there's any love lost there. It was a great little power couple in WWE for a while. Um, but they've gone their separate ways, and hopefully they can resolve whatever issues they got in between them. And they, I doubt they'll ever be friends. Right. They can be civil. They could be spotted backstage in the same room together. They're not necessarily sitting there speaking that, with each other, but in the same room together, and there not be any weirdness. That would you be know? a cool. That'd be a cool segment to do. Like Cena walking backstage, sees Nikki, and just like the crowd goes. Stop! Yeah, stop, like they stop like, and kind of look at each other. Like, hey, what's Hi. up? Hey, <laughs> how you doing? Good to see you. Hey, bye. And they kind of like, yeah, walk away from yeah, each other. That would be kind of funny. Kind of get a little rower, you know, rile up the crowd a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, so that's uh, is that it? That, that's it for me this week. Um, All right. Well, much happening, so. well, I'm going to get this uh, this podcast to be up very, very soon. Uh, one thing I do want to mention uh, to all of our listeners out there, tomorrow night, tomorrow night, tomorrow night, 730, uh, we will be uploading another podcast uh, live from Jack Brown's Beer and Burger Joint at Mile Place State and a Half in Kidouble Hills, North Carolina. Uh, myself, JR, uh, David EKO, who was in here uh, last week, he's going to be there. And uh, we might have a few others show up. Maybe. You, you never know. But I mean, at with least TWO, you'll have us. TWO, you'll never know. You never know with TWO. Uh, but you'll at least have us there. And we're going to do a SummerSlam preview, okay? I'm going to print out the match card for SummerSlam. And we will go by, go through it one by one, match by match, give our prediction on how we think it's all going to go down. So SummerSlam, just a few days away. Definitely looking forward to the biggest party of the summer. Um, but we're going to wrap this thing up and, and pick back up with everything again tomorrow. JR, as always, thank you thank for you. Uh, for co-piloting this plane with me. Hopefully we're in blast-off mode, 737 Learjet going we're, around say, we're and around on a the jet, world. Brother. We're going. We're on every <laughs> platform that there is out there for podcasts spotify itunes anchor uh obxtoday.com carries us under the multimedia tab as well so obxtoday.com is your hub for all things outer banks and also the home of wwe mentality so you all have a great rest of your day night whatever time you're listening to this and uh, don't forget about SummerSlam. Don't forget about our podcast, special SummerSlam preview we'll be doing tomorrow night. We get all of our takes on everything, our insights, and what we found. Uh, as I've said before, nice to be joined by a very knowledgeable source like JR. Definitely studies it, does a great job with it. And uh, we're thankful for all of our listeners, so we thank you so much. And uh, as I always say, keep slamming and stay wonderful. All right. Till next time. <laughs>